I operate under this particular point of reference, and that is that everybody likes a good story. If you have binged anything online, Netflix, Hulu, if you have binged any program on TV, you're living proof of the fact that everybody likes a good story. And so as we come into this time today, I just kind of want to set your mind at ease a little bit. We are exactly on schedule, all right? <laughs> Jeremy and I agreed that we would split the time equally, and so he took 40 minutes, and I'm going to take 40 minutes. We're, no, he did not. He did perfect. So if you're going to get a nap this morning, you better get to it because I'm not going to be up here very long, really, all right? But everybody loves a good story, and for you as graduates, uh, I'm going to suggest to you that you share God's story, okay? Now, Jeremy and I, we didn't compare notes or anything like that, but we're kind of preaching the same mini-sermon here, the same focus at least. And so I, I, I want our graduates to get that. I'm going to encourage you this morning that as you go, that you share God's story with people. But I don't want to limit it to just them, all right? Because it would be a shame for all of you to have come here today and only hear a message that's geared towards about 15 or 16 uh, graduates. So for those of you who just finished in higher education, and you're, and you're finished now with that formal education process, the message is for you also. As you go through your life, share God's story. For those of you who are not even remotely considering going back to school, the message is the same. As you go, share God's story. The world loves good stories. That's why we know the names of Mark Twain. And what's the guy's name? The guy from England. Shakespeare, whatever, whatever he wrote. The world loves a good story. I want to take you this morning quickly, if you will, to Acts chapter 8. And in Acts chapter 8, we're going to come down, and, then, and the schedule for our series in Acts comes now to a single verse today, but I'm going to back up and read three previous verses so that we get the flow of what's going on here. Acts chapter 8, beginning in verse 1, it says, And Saul approved of Stephen's execution. And there arose that on that day a persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house. He dragged off men and, and women and committed them to prison. And here's our verse for the day. And now to those who were scattered or now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Here's the thing. Two big truths for you today, you guys and ladies, but the rest of us as well. Here's the first big truth. You're going to have to leave. You just got to go. When my kids turned 18, not when they graduated, because they may or may not have graduated when they were 18. <clears throat> but when they turned 18, I said to my kids, what's today? They said, it's my birthday. I said, all three of these. What, so what's the significance of that? How old are you? I'm 18. I said, all right, according to the law then, I can kick you out of my house, and I'm not responsible for you anymore. Now, I didn't do that, but I said that as a way to get into their mind, there's a time you have to leave. 
Now, that's true for you in high school. If you show up on September the 15th at your high school, they're going to tell you to leave. They may do that with a security guard. To this point, they've expected you to be there. But now you have to leave. That's the nature of what high school is. I, I like to say it this way just to remind graduates that from now on, from this point forward, you have to pay for your education. It's been free to this point. Well, not free to us, but it's been free to you. And so now you're going to be at a point, if you're going on to college, then they're going to expect you to pay for the privilege of going to those classes or skipping those classes. Whether you go or not, they still want you to pay for the course. That's a sign that you're having, as I said in my prayer, a seismic shift in the reality of what life has been for you and what school has been for you. And for those of you who are not going to go to school, first of all, that's okay. You do what God tells you to do as it relates to your future. But if you're not going to school, chances are good you're going to have to leave that comfortable way of, going to, of getting up every day and just going to school, but you're going to have to go to work. First day after graduation, my dad walked into the, my bedroom. I was still asleep. The sun was up already, and he kicked my bed, and he said, get up. Yes, sir. I got up, and he said, I want you to have a job by the end of the day. So I did. And that job, well, was a job it was. For the first week after I graduated from high school, they put me on the business end of a jackhammer, we cut through a concrete foundation that was three feet deep. And then they said, now that you have a hole built there, we're going to ask you to fill it up. Here's a wheelbarrow, and 100 yards out there is a cement truck, and they're going to spin that cement for you, and you fill up your wheelbarrow, and then you push it 100 yards to that hole that you just dug, and we're going to fill it back up. I was not in the Army, although that sounds like I was. Okay. What I want you to get, okay, is that Things change now. It's, it's not going to be the same. And so in your mind, you just have to recognize that, uh, that you're going to have to leave. And you're going to have to leave this last chapter behind. One of the typical ways the world works for us is you've been writing this and pushing, and many of you are getting all kinds of accolades, and you're going to go out into the workforce, or you're going to go to a college campus where either everybody got those or nobody cares. Okay? I'm just trying to keep it real with you. It's not going to be the same from this point forward. So you need in your mind to make that trip that says things are not going to be the same, and I'm okay with that. Maybe some of you hear that and you go, that's kind of scary, preacher. Are you kind of not pulling any punches? Well, it can be scary, but one of the great privileges we have as Christian people is to know that God is still the same today and tomorrow as he was for the last 12 years in your life. So when it sounds scary, purpose in your heart, I'm going to go with Jesus into this future. It's an exciting time when you get right down to it. New beginnings, new opportunities. Y'all have done well. Your church family, very proud of you for the way that you have made your way through this. We know that it has not been easy. So push on, knowing that you have to leave. Here's the second part of it, the second big truth I want you to get. This is for all of us, that as you go, take God's story with you. Now, I come to verse 4 again, and let me pull these two together. 
And now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. This is a major step in the book of Acts. What we found to this point is it's been this church, this, first of all, just with the apostles and, and that group of people that had followed Jesus, and then day of Pentecost comes, and all of a sudden there are thousands represented as followers of Jesus Christ. And time after time we see these events, and that number continues to swell, but it's all been focused for eight, seven full chapters. All of it has been focused in Jerusalem. And then here comes this persecution. And they push those people out. Those Christians who have been part of that burgeoning young church now are pushed out beyond Jerusalem. And they're pushed out because of this persecution that comes. And it says again, as they were scattered, that's the part you're going to have to leave. But as they were scattered, it says, they went about preaching the word. We probably should wrap our mind around what that means because, after all, it is the essence of what we're about when it comes to sharing God's Word. He uses terminology, Luke does, that is very centrally rooted in the gospel. As a matter of fact, it's the very word we use for preaching euangelion, which specifically means the good news, which is tied to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so it says that they were scattered. They went about preaching the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a fulfillment of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Before Jesus was ascended back to heaven, he says, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. That's been true so far. And in Judea and Samaria, we'll eventually get to the other parts of the earth that he says there. But this persecution and this trigger event now becomes the fulfillment of what Jesus says. You will be my witnesses in these places. Don't miss this to the church and to you graduates especially. Sometimes in order for us to leave behind the things that need to be left behind, God shakes the landscape of our lives. We go through things that we would never choose to go through, and yet God is fully behind those things. This is not just a graduate thing. I don't want to let you all off the hook necessarily, but I, I do want to make sure that everybody recognizes this is for all of us. Some of you on this Sunday are here for your last time, and you know it, because Uncle Sam is moving you to another point of service. We'll emphasize that at the end of the, surface, uh, of the service, but those of you who are in military service and families of military uh, people, you recognize that when, when duty calls, you have to just kind of up and go. But you up and go with a message of your life that is more full than it was when you got to El Paso. That's not, that's, that's not just because El Paso is a fantastic place to live, although that's a true statement. It's because of the experiences that God gave you here. Your story has been elaborated on now, and so as you go and as you are leaving, you take more of the good news of Jesus Christ with you. Take God's story with you. As we find it here, we recognize that they are telling God's story, the good news, the gospel, 
message. Eventually in the book of Acts, we'll come to us one of the most, most telling statements that we find there. Because one group of people will say, those people, they're talking about Christians, those people who have turned the world upside down have now come here also. Go out there and turn the world upside down. Go tell God's story. So what is God's story? I don't want to give you a formula. I think way too often we traffic in formulas in the Christian life rather than just good story. So here's the essence of God's story. For it begins with creation because God created this entire world, Genesis 1 and 2. As he created it, he did so for a purpose. It's an incredible thing. Time after time, God looks at what he's done on that particular day. He says, man, that's good. But by the time he gets to the end of it, he's created man, and he looks at man, and he goes, that's awesome. Okay, that's an old word. That's incredible. That's still not quite there. To capture the word there in Genesis, God looks at that creation, the whole process, and the crowning part of creation, which was man, and he goes, that's what I'm talking about. So we start with creation because that's God's design. Relationship, God with created order, including man especially. And then he steps from that, we go to Genesis 3 through 6 and especially through 11, and we find that that creation created to God's specific criteria has been marred by sin. And we see this escalation of sin and the falling away of humanity. the corruption of creation. It's a good story. Genesis 1 and 2, it's a great story, Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis 3 through 11, kind of rough. Every story needs that adjustment that makes people go, something's got to be done about this. So God's story takes the next step, Genesis 12, and he begins the process of correcting the corruption of sin. And so that correction begins with a man named Abraham, Abram actually in the first, and ultimately it takes us all the way through Scripture until we get to the Gospels and God's ultimate creation, uh, God's ultimate correction for the corruption of sin is Jesus. It's a great story. All kinds of subplots, all kinds of little deviations from the main theme, but all of those always come back to the main theme and the trail that leads us to the cross, Jesus Christ. It's a great story. Tell that story. As you go, tell that story. Because we live in a world that desperately needs the gospel story. They don't need a formula from us. Don't take those three pieces of that little story that uh, actually covers the whole Bible. Don't just take that and, and reduce it to a formula. Tell the story. Everybody's looking for a hero. Everybody's looking for hope. Tell the story. As you all go into a whole new life, you're going you're gonna to have new circles of friends. That You're going to have to make those circles. Choose carefully. Choose wisely. Tell the story.
So as I close, let me just take this last step. People love stories. Tell stories as you go, God's story specifically. But here's the kicker for all of us. One of the best ways to tell God's story is to make it your story. This world, please please hear me very carefully now. Our world does not need another religious zealot. This world needs Jesus. And if that story that is God's story becomes your story, and you own that story, tell them your story. This is who I was. This is who Jesus is. And this is the difference that he makes in my life. It's not about knowing someone else's story here. It's about having your own story. But your best story has Jesus at the center of it. So whether you're a military family about to move off and go to another assignment somewhere where you will be surrounded by people who need to know the saving love and grace of Jesus Christ, make it your story. If you're a college graduate and you're going off now into the job market, (laughs) that'll be fun. Make it your story with Jesus at the middle of it. For our high school graduates, once again, we are... So proud of you. Y'all have done great work. We've watched as we've stood back as a church and marveled at some of the things that y'all have been able to do. This isn't the end. It's just a transition. Take God's story. Tell them. Make it your story. Let's pray. As we go to prayer, just heads bowed, eyes closed. Let me make sure that we bring this home for everybody here. If you have not personally experienced the saving grace of Jesus Christ, if you know of God's story that we find in Scripture, but you've never personalized that, then your best story could start today with a confession that I need Jesus in my life. My life's a wreck, or at the very best, it's not what it could be. Do you know Jesus Christ? Have, has he invaded your story with grace and love? If not, this invitation time could be that turning point for you. I'll be down front here. I'd love to pray with you, talk with you, begin conversations if that's what you're more comfortable with. But the invitation is there. Jesus says to you, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And he says, I'm giving that to you, offering that to you today. Will you take it? Also, I know that for many of us, it's easy for us to go along life's path and somehow lose track of the essence of the story of grace through Jesus Christ. So if you've been a Christian for a while, but you've wandered from that main storyline in your life, then this is a great time to make a decision to turn that around. You can do that right there where you will be standing in a moment. You can come down and we can talk with you. You could 
pray at one of these uh, steps up to the, to the stage area. But whatever it is, don't miss the opportunity to get back on track. Take God's story with you. Make it your story. And Father, we now ask you to take this invitation time and be glorified in it. Change lives is our prayer in Jesus' name.